Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant, and welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began. Now, instead of listener requests or artist interviews, which have been the norm for numerous episodes of the show, the past couple of months, we're going to take on characters of the Bible as interpreted by the Jesus music artist of the 70s and 80s. You'll be hearing from the likes of Barry Maguire, Matthew Ward, Honeytree, Kelly Willard, Twyla Paris, just to name a few. To start us off, a group that exploded across the scene in 1977 and quickly became known across the country due to their numerous radio-friendly hits. I'm speaking of the band called Fireworks, headed by lead singer and keyboardist Marty McCall. My first song is appropriately called Adam, and it was in fact written by Marty and his wife Vicki for what was to be the last Fireworks album called Up. Looking back to 1981, here's Fireworks.
Marty McCall and fireworks with a song called Adam, which is where we get the word man from. Now, the group just recently got back together for a special one-off concert at the Koinonia Coffeehouse Family Reunion in Nashville, Tennessee, where they and many other Jesus music artists got their start. We're now going to check in with Michael Omardian, who only recorded four solo albums, as well as a couple with his wife Stormy. But he may be responsible for the sale of more music than any other artist in CCM. Between producing, performing, and creating, Michael Omardian has been involved directly with albums that have sold a combined half a billion units. Unlike many artists and producers in CCM, Michael has been equally involved with both the Christian and secular music worlds consistently throughout his career. He was working with mainstream artists in the early 70s, as well as working with Barry McGuire in the second chapter of Acts at the same time. My feature song is the title track from his sophomore album called Adam Again. The album was meticulously produced with some of the finest musicians on the planet directly involved. The credit list reads like a who's who in both Christian and mainstream music worlds. Now it's important to remember that this was released in 1976 and it was not behind the times like many pop music releases in the Christian market. It was actually right in line with what was happening musically. For sure, the lyrical themes reflected Michael's personal faith as much as any other Jesus music artist at the time, but Michael avoided the normal buzzwords associated with the genre. His goal was to create music with a Christian worldview that would be challenging and exhorting to Christians without alienating any listening audience. So the song Adam Again tells the story of a young bride that's having doubts about the fidelity of her husband. And the suspicions are not unfounded, as we find the husband at a bar contemplating an indiscretion. But both want to return to their days of marital happiness, just not knowing how to do it. They desire to be Adam again, with the help of the last Adam, who is Jesus. Looking back to 1975, on the Murr record label, Michael Omardian with Adam again. And next, an artist who's singing a song that was written just for him for his first solo album. That's coming up. She hangs up the phone And she sits there all alone No, he's not coming home again tonight Can it really be true All the work he has to do you know somehow it doesn't seem right She knows the feelings are fading away But nothing is said when there's nothing to say Life in the garden was never this way Can we ever Where the local taverns are And he carries on his search for something more But 
just a little lie or two, and we'll go on as always before. Old lady mumbles of traffic and rain. She smiles at him as she covers her pain. We had so much, now so. Michael O'Mardian, and the song Adam again on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. In case you're just joining me, I'm exploring various characters from the Bible in a musical form on this episode of Full Circle, and we now come to Noah, who took God at his word and didn't doubt him for one second even going so far as to take anywhere from 55 to 75 years to build an ark that the Lord had commanded him to build. The song comes from Matthew Ward, one-third of the popular group The Second Chapter of Acts, and was written by Phil Kagey, especially for Matthew for his first solo album. The song begins after the rains have stopped and Noah sends out a dove to search for dry land. It speaks eloquently about God's pain in having to flood the earth and his promise that the world will not be destroyed in such a way again. Interestingly, the name Noah is related to the Hebrew word meaning rest. Musically, the song has an all-star cast, including Abraham Laborio on bass guitar, David Kemper on drums, Michael O'Martin, who we just heard from on keyboards, and Phil Kagey on guitar. Looking back to 1979, from the album Toward Eternity, Matthew Ward, and Noah's Song, 
Lift up your wings and fly, fly away far across the sea. Sign that we are blessed free. See how the sun shines in. Oh, how I miss the warmth of light and sing to me the song that. Matthew Ward with Noah's Song, written by Phil Kage, who also did his own version of the song in 1986 for his Way Back Home album. Now, if you've just started listening to this episode of Full Circle Jesus Music, I'm featuring songs that early Jesus music artists wrote to reflect some unique Bible characters that we're all familiar with. So stay tuned. I'd like to give you my mailing address 
so you can let me know what you think of these classic songs. Full Circle. Next, I have one of the earliest songs from Barry, Eve of Destruction, McGuire, who, like Don Francisco, was very good at conveying the biblical stories into song. On this song, he takes a look at the story of David. He was just a young boy, and God helped him deal with another kind of destruction as he faced the giant Goliath, as well as a lesson how we can all deal with the giants in our lives. As I recall, the song was actually written by Mike Dacey, who plays electric guitar on the track, along with Michael Martian filling in on keyboards and vocal support from the second chapter of Acts. So, hold on to your shoes and slingshots as we look back to 1973. Barry McGuire, who really rocks out on his first post-conversion album called Seeds, with a song called David and Goliath. Back to the heart of the matter on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant. I'll take a break soon, but first let me give you my email address if you'd like to write and respond to this episode of Full Circle, or perhaps suggest a theme for an upcoming show. You can reach me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. 
You can find that email address and check the archives and photos and much, much more at the website if you go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And one more thing. In case you're not aware, this is a listener-supported radio program. What that literally means is, is that my very next episode depends on you, each and every one of you, the listeners, to make it possible by sending your gifts and your support. Thanks so very much. Before the break, I have one more song that conveys an event in David's life. Not as a young boy, but as a king. The king of Israel. The story can be found in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Now, for your information, the name David has several meanings, including well-beloved and dear. Now, this song is from the band Servant, who rocked the flock from the end of the 70s to the mid-80s. And the passion that they had for the lost and the Lord shone through in all their songs. They were one of those bands that, well, they could go head-to-head with their secular counterparts in respect to both their recorded material and live performances, from state-of-art recording studios to laser light shows, respectively. The song was penned by the group's lead guitarist, the late Bruce Wright, and conveys the joy that David must have felt as he brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem for the first time. Looking back to 1979, from the band's debut album, Shallow Water, here's Servant, and here comes David.
Servant and their own brand of full-on righteous rock and roll. Here comes David on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. I'll be right back with a little lady that had 33 number one Christian music singles during her career. Full Circle. This is Owen Brock. And this is Sandy Brock with the band Servant. You're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant. Thanks for staying on board. Now to bring things down a notch, Twyla Paris, whose song we're going to feature comes from her debut album as well, called Knowing You're Around. Since 1980, Twyla's released 22 albums, amassed 33 number one Christian radio singles, and was named the Gospel Music Association Female Vocalist of the Year three years in a row. Many of her earlier songs, such as He is Exalted, We Will Glorify, Lamb of God, and We Will Bow Down, can now be found in church hymnals across the country. But on this episode, we're going to go back about four years before her breakthrough hit and subsequent album, The Warrior is a Child, to a song she wrote called Elijah. In fact, she wrote all the songs in her debut album for Milk and Honey Records, which was unusual for a solo artist because most of the time record companies would want staff writers to compose the bulk of the material that a new artist would do on a debut album. Since her first release, Twyla has also written books, recorded children's music, and created worship songs. This feature song is a musical account of Elijah being taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire as recorded in 2 Kings chapter 2. In fact, Elijah in Hebrew means, my God is Yahweh, sounding a bit like Sheena Easton or Ricky Lee Jones, which were her secular counterparts of the day. Here's the little girl with the big voice, Twyla Paris and Elijah.
Twyla Paris with Elijah, who continues to tour, but not as extensively. Now, in 2011 and 2012, she participated in the Christian Classics Tour with Steve Green, Wayne Watson, and Michael Card. This is Jerry Bryant. And next up, one of Twyla's musical influences, Miss Kelly Willard, who I've known since my days at the Last Days Ministries community with Keith and Melody Green. This amazing talent has either been a contributing songwriter or vocalist on numerous artist albums, including the aforementioned Twyla Paris, Keith Green, Amy Grant, Julie Miller, Bob Bennett, Roby Duke, Bruce Carroll, Buddy King, and Matthew Ward and Annie Herring, both from the second chapter of Acts. My feature song from Kelly comes from her sophomore release called Willing Heart. You know you can't do a show on biblical characters without a showing from the most important one of all. And, of course, that would be Jesus. Just happens to be the title of this sweet song of adoration presented from Kelly to the King of Kings. The name Jesus has several meanings, including Savior and Deliverer. Looking back to 1981, from the Maranatha music label, Kelly Willard, with Jesus. And coming up, a song from one of the best-known early Jesus music bands that you may not have heard. There is nowhere else for me to 
Kelly Willard on Full Circle, Jesus Music, a song that really fits in to the theme of the show. Now, here's a song from Petra that you may not have heard. It wasn't a big hit, and it's not from one of their mega-selling albums, but it fits just perfectly for our theme of biblical characters on this episode of Full Circle. It's a song about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Starts off with the announcement of the angel Gabriel, who was proclaiming to her that she had found favor with God, and that his son would be born to her without her having been with a man, that she should bestow upon him the name of Jesus. It's interesting that in the Hebrew form of the name Mary, it can be translated as Miriam, which means bitterness. Another meaning includes wished for child, or Our Lady, or Beloved Lady. And the website behind the name notes that the name could also be a name of Egyptian origin, meaning beloved or love. Now, what makes this song different within the realm of the Petra archives is that the song is not written by the band's primary songwriter, Bob Hartman, but instead was both written and sung by my friend Rob Frazier, former guest on Full Circle, who you may not know was a member of Petra from 1979 to 1980. With a wonderful ballad containing a catchy chorus, here's Petra from the album Wash is Whiter Than and Mary's Song. Pull that blanket closer, Mary dear. All the world waits with you for your day. But for now the wind is cold and it's dream. And Bethlehem's still so far away. Do you remember the way you felt back then? Joy and wonder filled your soul and when the angels slipped away, you knew your life would never be the same. But now you're traveling, traveling on a road to Bethlehem, wandering thoughts fly away. His understanding has grown His hopes too are centered on that day For do you remember the way he looked back then? Pain and sorrow filled his eyes Till when the angel came to say The Savior's birth was meant to be this way now you're traveling, traveling on the road to Bethlehem Wondering thoughts fly away If you knew the road that lay ahead of you Would you break down and cry? Your child is born to
Think back on that promise you've received For he in whom the prophets long believed Now belongs to you, you've been chosen too But he's the one who's gonna shine They call his name Jesus Emmanuel He'll save his people from sin and hell End of his kingdom Well there will be no end But now you're traveling, traveling on a road to Bethlehem Wandering thoughts fly away If you knew the road that lay ahead of him Would you break down and cry Your child is born to Hi, this is Michael O'Mardian, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, taking you back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant, and I want to thank the friends of Full Circle who have been faithful to support the radio show every month. You know, the only way I can produce the next show is with your support. You can go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com and go to the email trigger and just shoot us an email. Let us know if you're interested in being a part of our radio family. My next artist is Bobby Yala, who knows a thing or two about faith because he lives it every day. Blinded in his youth, he's learned to trust in the one who he knows he will see with his own eyes one day in eternity. Bob began performing in public when he was only 14 years old. In 1969, he became a regular at The Salt Company, a Christian coffee house in Los Angeles. He released his first album in 1976, and he was also voted Best New Artist that year by the CCM Readers. He later became involved with Keith and Melody Green's Last Days Ministries and released an album on their record label, in 1985. Bob then spent several years as a songwriter for Hosanna Integrity Music, where they recorded about 20 of his songs. Now, my feature song from him is about Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, a member of the Sanhedrin, who, according to the Gospel of John, showed favor to Jesus. He appears three times in the scriptures. The first is when he visits Jesus one night to listen to his teachings. The second is when he states the law concerning the arrest of Jesus during the Feast of Tabernacles. And the last follows the crucifixion when he assists Joseph of Arimathea in preparing the corpse of Jesus for burial. In John 19, verses 39 and 40, it reads, And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices, as was the custom of the Jews. In the earlier discussion, 
Nicodemus had with Jesus at night is the source of the descriptive phrase of one being born again, used to describe the experience of believing in Jesus as Messiah and Savior, specifically in John 3.16, which is a commonly quoted verse used to describe God's plan of salvation. Interestingly, in some biblical dictionaries, the name Nicodemus means victory of the people. Now this track comes from Bob's second album, Wood Between the Worlds. Looking back to 1978, from the Murr record label, Bobby Yala with Nicodemus. You came by night, as quiet as the hunter on the stone. The moon, your light, your cloak a moving shadow while you walked. Nicodemus, when you gave him your salutation. Salvation Nicodemus The seed was sown Your heart began to echo all he said When you got home You pondered everything upon your bed Yala with Nicodemus on Full Circle Jesus Music, taking you back to where it all began. Now, last I checked, Bob was the worship director at Grace Fellowship Church in Nashua, New Hampshire. I now have an artist who is often affectionately referred to the First Lady of Jesus Music, 
And I'm speaking of Nancy Henningbaum, or as she is most widely known, by the name of Honey Tree. Now, the song is taken from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. It takes place at the home of Martha and Mary. And this was the same Martha and Mary whose brother was Lazarus, who Jesus raised from the dead. Now, there are several meanings to the name Martha, including one who becomes bitter, one who is provoking, as well as a lady in the Aramaic language which Jesus himself spoke. Unlike many other occurrences in the gospel, this account is only found in the book of Luke. The lesson gleaned from this meeting with Jesus is portrayed with so much simple wisdom from Honey Tree, and all who hear it are much more blessed from being taken down this musical road. Looking back to 1975, from her third album called Evergreen, here's Honey Tree and Mary and Martha. Tree, with the song Mary and Martha, with some great electric guitar work from her good friend and ours, Phil Kagey. 
who's my last artist on this episode of Full Circle, in which all the songs have been about characters within the scriptures. This final song features the writer of the last book of the Bible, John the Revelator, which is also the name of the song. Now, the name John has many meanings in various languages, but the most common is the grace or mercy of the Lord. And this featured song is one that Phil performs even to this day at almost every show. It's also become somewhat of a fan favorite as he brings something new to the piece each time he plays it. The song is a traditional gospel blues call and response song, and in the chorus, the author of the book of Revelation is writing the book of the seven seals. Now, the song was originally recorded on April 20th of 1930 in Atlanta, Georgia, by blind Willie Johnson and his wife performing the response parts of the song. Since that first recording, the song's been covered by numerous artists. I believe that Phil first heard it on an a cappella version of the song, with hand claps, recorded by Sunhouse, a 1960s blues singer. And Phil and his producer, Lynn Nichols, wrote their own musical arrangement, adding some cream-flavored stylings to it for good measure. From the album Crimson and Blue, here's Phil Kage and some of his friends with John the Revelator on Full Circle.
Phil Kagey, John the Revelator, closing out this episode of Full Circle. Now, before I go, if you happen to like this current episode of the show, why don't you write me and let me know? If you have your own idea for a show theme, pass it on our way at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com, and, well, we'll get it together for you. Until then, thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circles recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.